So much for this, Horatio. <coughs> now, let me see. The other. <coughs> you do remember all the circumstance? <laughs> remember it, my lord. Sir, in my heart there was a kind of fighting that would not let me sleep. Methought I lay worse than the mutines and the bilbos. Rashly, and praised be rashness for it. Let us know, our indiscretion sometimes serves us well when our deep plots do pall. And that should teach us. There's a divinity that shapes our ends. Rough hew them how we will. That is most certain. Uh, up from my cabin, my sea gown scarfed about me, in the dark, groped I to find out them, had my desire, fingered their packet, and in fine withdrew to mine own room again, making so bold, my fears forgetting manners, to unseal their grand commission, where I found Horatio, or royal knavery, an exact command, larded with many several sorts of reason, importing Denmark's health and England's too, with oh, such bugs and goblins in my life, that on the supervise, no leisure baited, no not to stay the grinding of the axe, my head should be struck off. Is possible. Here's the commission. Read it at more leisure. But wilt thou hear me how I did proceed? I beseech you. Being thus benetted round with villains, ere I could make a prologue to my brains, they had begun to play. I sat me down, devised a new commission, wrote it fair... I once did hold it, as our statists do, a baseness to write fair, and laboured much how to forget that learning. <laughs> but, sir, now it did me yeoman service. Wilt thou know the effect of what I wrote? Aye, good my lord. An earnest conjuration from the king, as England was his faithful tributary, as love between them like the palm should flourish, as peace should still her wheaten garland wear and stand a comma between their amities and many such like asses of great charge, that on the view and know of these contents, without debatement further, more or less, he should the bearers put to sudden death, not shriving time allowed. How was this sealed? Why, even in that was heaven ordinant. I had my father's signet in my purse, which was the model of that Danish seal. Ah. Folded the writ up in the form of the other, subscribed it, gave it the impression, placed it safely... The changeling never known. Now, the next day was our sea fight, and what to this was sequent thou knowst already. So, Guildenstern and Rosencrantz go toot. Why, man, they did make love to this employment. They are not near my conscience. Their defeat doth by their own insinuation grow. It is dangerous when the baser nature comes between the pass and fell insensed points of mighty opposites. Why, what a... King is this. Does it not? Thinkst thee stand me now upon? He that hath killed my king and whored my mother, popped in between the election and my hopes, thrown out his angle for my proper life, and with such cousinage, is not perfect conscience to quit him with this arm, and is not to be damned to let this canker of our nature come in further evil. It must be shortly known to him from England what is the issue of the business there. It will be short. The interim is mine. And a man's life, no more than to say one. But I am very sorry, good Horatio, that to Laertes I forgot myself. For by the image of my cause I see the portraiture of his. I'll court his favours. But sure, the bravery of his grief did put me into a towering passion. Mason, who comes here? Your lordship is right. Welcome back to Denmark. I humbly thank you, sir. Dost know this waterfly? No, my good lord. Uh, thy state is the more gracious, for tis a vice to know him. He hath much land and fertile. Hmm. Let a beast be lord of beasts, and his crib shall stand at the king's mess. 
"'Tis a chuff. But as I say, spacious in the possession of dirt. Uh, sweet lord, if your lordship would at leisure, I should impart a thing to you from his majesty. I will receive it, sir, with all diligence of spirit. Put your bonnet to his right use, tis for the head. I thank your lordship. Tis very hot. No, believe me, tis very cold. The wind is northerly. It is indifferent cold, my lord, indeed. Yet, methinks, it is very sultry and hot for my complexion. Exceedingly, my lord. It is very sultry as to I cannot tell how. But, my lord, his majesty bade me signify to you that he hath laid a great wager on your head. Uh, sir, this is the matter... I beseech you, remember hmm? Hmm? your hat. Uh, nay, good my lord, uh, for my ease, in good faith. Uh, sir, here is newly come to court, Laertes. Believe me, an absolute gentleman, mm. full of most excellent differences, of, of very soft society and great showing. Oh. Indeed, to, to speak feelingly of him, he is the, the card or calendar of gentry. <laughs> uh, for you shall find in him the continent of what part a gentleman would see. Sir, his definement suffers no perdition in you, though I know to divide him inventorially would dizzy the arithmetic of memory, and yet but you're neither in respect of his quick sale, but in the verity of extolment, I take him to be a soul of great article, and his infusion of such dearth and rareness as to make true diction of him, is semblable as his mirror, and who else would trace him, his umbrage, nothing more. Your lordship speaks most infallibly of him. <laughs> the concernancy, sir. Why do we wrap the gentleman in our more rawer breath? Sir? It's not possible to understand in another tongue. <laughs> you will do it, sir, really. What imports the nomination of this gentleman? Of Laertes. His purse is empty already. All golden <laughs> words are spent. Of him, sir. I know you are not ignorant. I would you did, sir. Yet, in faith, if you did, it would not much approve me. Well, sir... You are not ignorant of what excellence Laertes is. I dare not confess that, lest I should compare with him in excellence. But to know a man well were to know himself. I mean, sir, for his weapon. Ah. But in the imputation laid on him, by them in his mead, he is unfellowed. Mm. Uh, sir... You are not ignorant of what excellence Laertes is at his weapon. What's his weapon? A rapier and dagger. <laughs> That's two of his weapons, but well. The king, sir, hath waged with him six Barbary horses, against the which he hath imponed, as I take it, six French rapiers and poniards, with their assigns as girdle, hangers or so. Three of the carriage of faith. A very dear to fancy, very responsive to the hilts, most delicate carriage, and a very liberal consent. What call you the carriage? I knew you must be edified by the margin <laughs> air you had done. The carriage, sir, are the hangers. Uh, the phrase would be more germane to the matter if we could uh, carry cannon by our sides. I would it might be hangers till then. But on. Six Barbary horses against six French swords, there are signs, and three liberal conceited Carriage. <clears throat> That's the French bet against the Danish. Why is this uh, imponed, as you call it? The king, sir, hath laid, sir, that in a dozen passes between you and him he shall not exceed you three hits. He hath laid on twelve to nine, and it would come to immediate trial if your lordship would vouchsafe the answer. How if I answer no? I mean, my lord, the opposition of your person in trial... Sir, 
I will walk here in the hall. If it please his majesty, tis the breathing time of day with me. Let the foils be brought, the gentleman willing, and the king hold his purpose. I will win for him if I can. If not, I will gain nothing but my shame and the odd hits. Shall I re-deliver you in, sir? To this effect, sir, after what flourish your nature will. I commend my duty to your lordship. Yours, yours. He does well to commend it himself. There are no tongues else for his turn. This lapwing runs away with a shell on his head. He did comply with his dug before he sucked it. <laughs> Thus has he and many more of the same bevy that I know the drossy age dotes on. Only got the tune of the time and outward habit of encounter. A kind of yeasty collection which carries them through and through the most fanned and winnowed opinions. Mm. And do but blow them to their trials, the bubbles are out. My lord, his majesty commended him to you by young Osric, who brings back to him that you attend him in the hall. Mm -hmm. He sends to know if your pleasure hold to play with Laertes, or that you will take longer time. <laughs> I am constant to my purposes. They follow the king's pleasure. If his fitness speaks, mine is ready, now or whensoever, provided I be so able as now. The king and queen and all are coming down. In happy time. The queen desires you to use some gentle entertainment to Laertes before you fall to play. She well instructs me. My lord. You will lose this wager, my lord. I do not think so. Since he went into France, I have been in continual practice. I shall win at the odds. But thou wouldst not think how ill all's here about my heart. But it is no matter. Nay, good my lord. It is but foolery. But it is such a kind of game-giving as would perhaps trouble a woman. If your mind dislike anything, obey it. I will forestall their repair hither and say you are not fit. Not a whit. We defy augury. There is a special providence in the fall of a sparrow. If it be now, it is not to come. If it be not to come, it will be now. If it be not now, yet it will come. The readiness is all. Since no man knows aught of what he leaves, what is't to leave betimes? Let be. Come, Hamlet, come and take this hand from me. Give me your pardon, Laertes. I have done you wrong, but pardon it as you're a gentleman. This presence knows, and you must needs have heard, how I am punished with a sore distraction. What I have done, that might your nature, honour and exception roughly awake, I hear proclaim was madness. Was Hamlet wrong, Laertes? Never Hamlet. If Hamlet from himself be taken away, and when he's not himself does wrong, Laertes, then Hamlet does it not. Hamlet denies it. Who does it then? His madness. If it be so, Hamlet is of the faction that is wronged. His madness is poor Hamlet's enemy. Sir, in this audience, let my disclaiming from a purposed evil free me so far in your most generous thoughts that I have shot my arrow o'er the house and hurt my brother. I am satisfied in nature, whose motive in this case should stir me most to my revenge. 
but in my terms of honour, I stand aloof. Will no reconcilement till by some elder masters of known honour I have a voice and precedent of peace to keep my name ungored. But till that time, I do receive your offered love, like love, and will not wrong it. I do embrace it freely. And will this brother's wager frankly play? Give us the foils, come on. Come on to me. I'll be your foil, Laertes. In mine ignorance, your skill shall, like a star in the darkest night, stick fiery off indeed. You mock me, sir. No, by this hand. Give them the foils, young Osric. Cousin Hamlet, you know the wager? Very well, my lord. Your grace hath laid the odds of the weaker side. I do not fear it. I have seen you both. But since he is bettered, we have therefore lost. Uh, this is too heavy. Let me see another. Ah, yeah. Ah, this likes me well. These foils have all a length. Ah, my good lord. Send me the stoops of wine upon that table. If Hamlet give the first or second hit, or quit in answer of the third exchange, let all the battlements their ordnance fire. The king shall drink to Hamlet's better breath. Oh. And in the cup, an union shall he throw, richer than that which four successive kings in Denmark's crown have worn. Oh. Give me the cups, and let the kettle to the trumpet speak. The trumpet to the cannoneer without, the cannons to the heavens, the heaven to earth. Now the king drinks to Hamlet. <laughs> Come with him, and you, the judges, bear a wary eye. <laughs> Come on, sir. Come, my lord. Ha! <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'll play this bout first. Set it by a while. Come. Hey! Another hit, I'll show you. A touch. A touch, I do confess. Our son shall win. He's fat and scant of breath. Here, Hamlet, take my napkin, rub thy brows. The queen carouses to thy fortune, Hamlet. Good, madam. Catherine, do not drink. I will, my lord. I pray you pardon me. It is the poison cup. It is too late. Hamlet. I dare not drink yet, madam. By and by. Come. Let me wipe thy face. My lord, I'll hit him now. I do not think it. And yet, it is almost against my conscience. Come for the third, Laertes. You do bedally. I pray you pass with your best violence. I am afraid you make a wanton of me. Oh, say you so. Come on. Oh. <laughs> 
Nothing neither way. Yeah. How about you now? I'll have at you with your own foil, Laertes. Part of failing sense! Nay, come again. Look to the beaver! How oh, they bleed on both sides! How is my lord? How is Laertes? Why, as a woodcock to mine own spring, Osric. I'm justly killed with mine own treachery. How oh, does the queen? Oh, she swoons to see those women. No, no. The drink. The drink. Oh, my dear Hamlet. The drink. The drink. I am poisoned. Oh, Melanie. Oh, let the door be locked. Treachery. Seek it out. It is here. Hamlet. Huh? Hamlet. Thou art slain. Huh? No medicine in the world can do thee good. In thee, there is not half an hour of life. The treacherous instrument is in thy hand. Unbated and envenomed. Oh. The foul practice hath turned itself on me. Lo, here I lie, never to rise again. Thy mother's poisoned. Oh. I can no more. The king. The king's to blame! The point envenomed too. Then, venom to thy work now! Defend me! Friends, I am but hurt! Thou incestuous, murderous, damned Dane, drink off this potion! Thy union here, follow my mother! He is justly served. It is a poison tempered by himself. I exchange forgiveness with me, noble Hamlet. Mine and my father's death come not upon thee, nor thine on me. Heaven make thee free of it. I follow thee. I am dead. Horatio. Oh, wretched queen, adieu. You that look pale and tremble at this chance, that are but mutes or audience to this act, had I but time, as this fell sergeant death is strict in his arrest. Oh, I could tell you. But let it be. Horatio, I am dead. Thou livest. Report me and my cause aright to the unsatisfied. I never believe it. 
I am more an antique Roman than a Dane. Huh? Here's yet some liquor left. As thou art a man, give me the cup. Let go, by heaven, I'll have it. Oh, God, Horatio. What a wounded name, things standing thus unknown shall live behind me. If thou didst ever hold me in thy heart, absent thee from felicity a while, and in this harsh world draw thy breath in vain to tell my story. What, what warlike noise is this? Mador! Jamfortebras, with conquest, come from Poland to the ambassador of England, gives this warlike volley. Oh, I die, Horatio. Mm. Potent poison quite o'ercrows my spirit. I cannot live to hear the news from England, but I do prophesy the election lights on Fortinbras. He has my dying voice. So tell him, with your currents, more and less, which have solicited the rest is silence. Now cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet prince, and flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Why does the drum come hither? Where is this sight? What is it you would see? If aught of woe or wonder, cease your search. This quarry cries on havoc. Oh, proud death. What feast is toward in thine eternal cell that thou so many princes at a shot so bloodily hast struck? The sight is dismal, and our affairs from England come too late. The ears are senseless that should give us hearing to tell him his commandment is fulfilled, that Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Where should we have our thanks? Not from his mouth. Had it the ability of life to thank you, he never gave commandment for their death. But since so jump upon this bloody question, you from the Polak Wars and you from England are here arrived. Give order that these bodies high on a stage be placed to the view. And let me speak to the yet unknowing world how these things came about. So shall you hear of carnal, bloody and unnatural acts, of accidental judgments, casual slaughters, of deaths put on by cunning and forced cause. And in this upshot, purposes mistook fallen on the inventor's heads. All this can I truly deliver. Let us haste to hear it, and call the noblest to the audience. For me, with sorrow, I embrace my fortune. I have some rights of memory in this kingdom, which now to claim my vantage doth invite me. Of that I shall have also cause to speak. And from his mouth, whose voice will draw on more. 
But let this same be presently performed, even while men's minds are wild, lest more mischance on plots and errors happen. Let four captains bear Hamlet like a soldier to the stage, for he was likely, had he been put on, to have proved most royally. And for his passage, the soldier's music and the rights of war speak loudly for him. Take up the bodies. Such a sight as this becomes the field, but here shows much amiss. Go. Bid the soldiers shoot. In Hamlet, Prince of Denmark by William Shakespeare, Kenneth Branagh played Hamlet, Derek Jacobi, Claudius, Judy Dench, Gertrude, Richard Briers, Polonius, Michael Williams, Horatio, Sophie Thompson, Ophelia, James Wilby, Laertes, Michael Elphick, the first gravedigger, Michael Horden, the player king, Emma Thompson, the player queen, and John Gielgud, the ghost. Rosencrantz was played by Gerard Horan, Guildenstern by Christopher Ravenscroft, Osric by Richard Clifford, Fortinbras by James Simmons, Barnardo, Paul Gregory, Francesco, Alex Lowe, Marcellus Andrew Jarvis, second gravedigger Mark Hadfield, Voltermand Sean Prendergast, and the gentlewoman Abigail Reynolds. The music was composed by Patrick Doyle and realized by Patrick Doyle and John Powell. The textual advisor was Dr. Russell Jackson. Technical presentation was by Wilfredo Acosta Tim Sturgeon and Colin Guthrie, with the assistance of Douglas Hansel. The play was directed by Kenneth Branner and Glyn Dearman.